When witches go riding and black cats are seen, The moon laughs and whispers, "'Tis near Halloween!" Welcome to another Friday night with Nightmare Nocturne. If you're new, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the bell icon. That way you know when a new story comes out every week. It is now October, our favorite time of the year. In honor of that, we have a few surprises in store for you, but you gotta wait till the end for me to let you know. Tonight's story time, I'm gonna take you back into your childhood. I'm gonna read two stories by Alvin Schwartz. The man who left such an imprint on our young little lives. Let's get started, shall we? The Drum Once there were two sisters. Dolores was seven and Sandra was five. They lived in a small house in the country with their mother and their baby brother, Arthur. Their father was a seaman and he was away on a long voyage. One day, Dolores and Sandra were running across a field near their house when they met a gypsy girl playing a drum. Her family was camping in the field for a few days. As the girl played, a little mechanical man and woman came out of the drum and danced. Dolores and Sandra have never seen such a drum and they begged the girl to give it to them. She looked at them and laughed. I will give it to you, she said, but only if you are really bad. Come back tomorrow and tell me how bad you were, and I will see. As soon as the two sisters got home, they started shouting, which was against the rules in their house, and they wrote all over the walls with their crowns. At supper, they spilled their food, and when it was time for bed, they wouldn't go. They did everything they could think of to upset their mother. They were really bad. Early the next morning, they hurried off to find the gypsy girl, we were really bad yesterday, they told her, so please give us the drum. But when they told her what they had done, the gypsy girl laughed. Oh, you must be much worse than that if I'm to give you the drum, she said. As soon as Dolores and Sandra got home, they pulled up all the flowers in the garden. They lit the pig out and chased it away. They tore their clothes. They sloshed in the mud. They were a lot worse than the day before. If you do not stop, their mother said, I will go away and take Arthur with me, and you will get a new mother with a glass eye and a wooden tail. That scared Dolores and Sandra. They loved their mother, and they loved Arthur. They could not imagine being without them, and they began to cry. I don't want to leave you, their mother said, but unless you change your behavior, I will have to leave you. We'll be good, the girls promised. Yet, they really didn't believe that their mother would go away. She's just trying to scare us, Dolores said later. We'll get the drum tomorrow, said Sandra. Then we'll be good again. Early the next morning, they rushed off to find the gypsy girl. When they found her, she was playing the drum again, and the little man and woman were dancing. They told the gypsy girl how bad they had been the day before. That must be bad enough to get the drum, they said. Oh no, said the gypsy girl. You must be much worse than that. But we promised our mother to be good from now on, said the girls. It's only for one more day, Dolores told Sandra. Then we'll have the drum. 
I hope you're right, Sandra said. As soon as they got home, they beat the dog with a stick, they broke the dishes, they tore their clothes to pieces, they spanked their baby brother Arthur. Their mother began to cry. You are not keeping your promise, she said. We'll be good, said Dolores. We promise, said Sandra. I can't wait much longer, said their mother. Please try. Early the next morning before their mother was awake, Dolores and Sandra ran to see the gypsy girl. They told her all about the bad things they had done the day before. We were horrid, said Sandra. We were worse than we have ever been, Dolores said. Can we have the drum now, please? No, said the gypsy girl. I never meant to give it to you. It was just a game we were playing. I thought you knew that. Dolores and Sandra began to cry. They rushed home as quickly as they could, but their mother and Arthur were gone. They are out shopping, said Dolores. They'll be back soon. But they were still not back when time for lunch came. Dolores and Sandra felt lonely and scared. They wandered through the fields the rest of the day. Maybe they will be home when we get back, said Dolores. When they got home, they saw through the window that the lamps were lit and there was a fire in the fireplace. But they did not see their mother or Arthur. Instead, there was their new mother. Her glass eyes glistening, her wooden tail thumping on the floor. The Dead Hand The village huddled on the edge of the vast swamp. As far as one could see, there were soggy meadows, holes filled with black water, and glistening sheets of wet, spongy peat. Skeletons of giant trees, snags, the people called them, rose up out of the muck, their dead branches reaching out like long, twisted arms. During the day, the men in the village cut the peat and hauled it home to dry and sell for fuel. But when the sun went down and the wind, sighing and moaning, came in from the sea, the men were quick to leave. Strange creatures took over the swamp at night, and some even came into the village. That's what everyone said. People were so afraid, they would not go out alone after dark. Young Tom Pattison was the only person in the village who did not believe in these creatures. On his way home from work, he'd whisper to his friends, There's one! And they would jump and run, and Tom would laugh and laugh. Finally, some of his friends turned on him. If you know so much, they said, go back into the swamp some night and see what comes of it. I'll do it, said Tom. I work out there every day. Not once have I ever seen anything to frighten me. Why should it be different at night? Tomorrow night, I'll take my lantern and walk out to the willow snag. If I get scared and run, I'll never make fun of you again. The next night, the men went to Tom Pattinson's house to see him on his way. Thick clouds covered the moon. It was the blackest of nights. When they arrived, Tom's mother was pleading with him not to go. I'll be all right, he said. There's nothing to be afraid of. Don't be foolish like the rest. He took his lantern and, singing to himself, headed down the spongy path towards the willow snag. Some of the young men wondered if Tom wasn't right. Maybe they were afraid of things that did not exist. A few decided to follow him and see for themselves, but they stayed far behind in case he ran into trouble. They were sure they saw dark shapes moving about, 
but Tom's lantern kept bobbing up and down, and Tom's songs kept floating back to them, and nothing happened. Finally, they caught sight of the willow snag. There was Tom, standing in a circle of light, looking this way and that. All of a sudden, the wind blew out his lantern, and Tom stopped singing. The clouds shifted and the moon came out. There was Tom again. Only now, he had his back pushed up against the willow snag, and he had his arms out in front of him, as if he were fighting something off. From where the men stood, it looked like dark shapes were swirling in around him. Then the clouds covered the moon again, and once more, it was black as pitch. When the moon came out again, Tom was hanging on the willow snag with one arm. His other arm was stretched out in front of him as if something was pulling it. It looked to the men as if a rotting, moldy hand with no arm, a dead hand, had grabbed Tom's hand. With one final wrench, whatever had a hold of Tom jerked him into the muck. That's what the men said. When the clouds blotted out the moon once more, the men turned and ran through the blackness towards the village. Again and again, they lost the path and fell into the muck and water holes. In the end, they crawled back on their hands and knees, but Tom was not with them. In the morning, the people searched everywhere for Tom. Finally, they gave him up for loss. A few weeks later, towards evening, the villagers heard a cry. It was Tom's mother. She was rushing down the path from the swamp, shouting and waving. When she was sure the villagers had spotted her, she turned and ran back. Off they went after her. They found young Tom Pattison by the willow snag, groaning and gibbering as if he had lost his mind. He kept pointing with one hand at something only he could see. Where his other hand should have been, there was nothing but a ragged stump oozing blood. The hand that had been ripped clean off. Everybody said it was the dead hand that had done it. But nobody really knows. Nobody will ever know, except Tom. And he never spoke another word again. How was that? Did it bring you back into your childhood? The drum, notorious for teaching us children not to treat our mothers horrible. And the dead hand, basically saying, don't be foolish and stay home after dark. And now, guys and ghouls, I get to share with you our exciting October tricks and treats that we're going to give you. Starting October 19th, Jay and I are going to read submitted stories from people about their real-life paranormal encounters, including a few of our own. It's going to be called 13 Days of Halloween. Also, we have two very special guests that are going to also be reading you. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Sleep tight, little monsters.